Hi everyone, this is Matt Price, host of Dynasty Game Night. My co-host John Bosch and I created this podcast for one reason, to focus on fun. After all, fun is the reason we all started playing fantasy football in the first place. I love games of all sorts, card games, board games, video games, really any kind of game you can think of. So one day, John and I decided it was time for a podcast where we just play games. You might learn something along the way, but you won't find much hard-hitting analysis here. Check out all the other incredible podcasts DLF has to offer for that sort of thing. On Dynasty Game Night, our primary focus is to entertain. So if you like playing games or watching game shows, this might just be the podcast for you. We'd love for you to give it a listen and play along with the contestants and maybe even win a chance to be on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Superflex Super Show. I am your host at underscore James the Brain is where you can find me on Twitter, James Katuas or James the Brain, whichever you want to call me. I'm fine with it. I'm going to be your host today for this episode of the Superflex Super Show. I basically told the rest of the co-hosts to get lost. I wanted to do this one on my own, so they all kind of got in the clown car and uh, and and did an episode. Uh, with uh, some big name guest, I don't know. But anyways, I'm here on my own, and I thought, you know, what am I going to talk to the people about? And I'm going to talk to you guys about a, 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 a different type of of league that has been growing in popularity, um, and it's Devi. And I'm I'm not going to, uh, you know, real quick. If you're not in a Devi league, don't turn this off. Just just stop listening to what I have to say. I'm, I'm going to cover guys that are going to be draft eligible for 2021. Okay. And, and that's it. Um, and I'm going to start with quarterbacks. Today's going to be a quarterback show. And the reason why this is important is look, you just had your rookie drafts, right? A lot of us did. Um, we had our rookie drafts and we scraped for every bit of knowledge that we could find on these guys. Well, what if you kind of have an idea of what the player is before they get drafted by some of your favorite teams. You know, I, I think that's an even bigger benefit. So um, you're going to see a lot of different rankings, a lot of different people tell you what they see on film, and you're going to find people you trust and people you don't. But today I want to talk about some of the quarterbacks that are going to be 2021 draft eligible, guys I expect to to be in the 2021 draft for the most part. And we're going to start with the quarterbacks because it's a super flex show and the quarterbacks are king. So uh, with that being said, let's start with Trevor Lawrence. And look, I'm not going to get too much into Trevor Lawrence because we've heard about a couple of these guys. Trevor Lawrence being one, uh, the main one. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, 6'6", 215 pounds, and uh, just <clears throat> kind of a prerequisite. I, I, uh, I'm going to give you all, uh, the for all these prospects I'm going to talk about today, I'm going to give you the height and weight for all of them. Uh, I, I did get that information off of 24-7 Sports, so thank you, 24-7 Sports, for... Uh, for providing that information for me. Um, it's a trusted source, one that I like to use a lot when it comes to these prospects. So Trevor Lawrence, quarterback for Clemson, uh, you know, he's been playing at a high level since his freshman year, two years ago. Um, you know, Clemson ended up winning a national championship last year. They played for, you know, uh, played for one against LSU. LSU kind of, kind of bettered, but, uh, 
but Trevor Lawrence has been, you know, a, a key cog in that uh, Clemson team and that uh, that offense. He's he's been so good. Uh, he, you know, when you watch him on film, he he has good footwork. He's got an NFL arm. Um, he, he, you know, he knows how to go through his reads. He basically everything you're looking for, he can do. <clears throat> a lot of it's going to be consistency. Um, can he consistently st- continue doing this? Can he consistently, you know, sometimes you'll see his accuracy fade in and out a little bit. Um, he's also, uh, while he can move around in the pocket, he's not going to manufacture fantasy points with his legs at the next level. He's not going to be a guy who's going to run for rush for 40, 50 yards <clears throat> a game. Uh, to get you those extra fantasy points. But uh, the potential that he has in the pocket, again, prototypical size at 6'6", 215. That's basically what you're looking for out of your quarterback. Um, he has the frame to add a little bit more weight if he needs to. But uh, but the 6'6", six, six size is, is really good. Um, he, he just he checks all the boxes. He does everything well that you want him to do. So uh, Trevor Lawrence is one of those guys I'm not going to spend a lot of time on. Um, I think a lot of people have had ample opportunity to watch him play, uh, whether it's been, um, you know, Clemson games, which are often televised, uh, you know, in the regular season or even in, you know, the, the, the 14 playoff, you know, the last two years, you've been able to see Clemson play a couple games each season. So I won't go too much into him. Justin Fields is, uh, is the next quarterback on my list. And, uh, Justin Fields is 6'3", 225 pounds, and he offers a, a, a wide array, a, a vast array of different different abilities, uh, different ways that he can get you fantasy points at the next level. He's good in the pocket. He can throw the ball um, on, on the run. Uh, he, one of the things I love about him is while he can manufacture points with his legs, which is different than Trevor Lawrence, he even when he's when he's rolling out of the pocket, he keeps his his eyes down the field. He's trying to make plays in the passing game. If it's not there, he is athletic enough, quick enough, fast enough to make plays with his legs. Um, he he can you know kind of do it all. He really showed that last year. What we're looking for now is some consistency. Can he do it again? And so this year is going to be huge, but Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields were both guys that were, uh, you know, very highly regarded uh, out of high school. These were five-star recruits that, you know, we all kind of thought um, could could become this, and they just, they've lived up to the hype. Ohio State has done a fantastic job of surrounding Justin Fields with good talent, um, and we're going to get to some of the other talent later in some of these other Debbie episodes that I get to where we cover some of the other positions. But uh, Justin Fields, again, you know, this is the kind of guy that, you know, you look at where the NFL is going, you look at guys like Lamar Jackson, you look at, you know, these rushing upside quarterbacks, Kyler Murray, guys, Josh Allen, guys that can get you points with their arms and their legs. Uh, Justin Fields fits that prototype. He looks like he's going to be the next one to kind of carry that mantle in this class. So to me, you know, Justin Fields has a lot of fantasy value, and I think he's a lot closer to Trevor Lawrence than other people think. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is a more traditional quarterback, and and people who who want to lean towards that, who want to lean towards, you know, trying to find the next Peyton Manning type quarterback, uh, you know, then Trevor Lawrence is going to be the guy. You know, he's going to be the guy that uh, that fits that mold a little bit closer. Justin Fields is going to be a guy who can do a little bit of everything. I mean, when you watch him on film, I was shocked at how polished a passer he was. Whether it was in the pocket, on the run, uh, you know, he he made some some nice some nice throws. So he. 
he can beat you from the pocket. Don't get me wrong. I, I think he's further along in the passing game right now or will be next year than I think Lamar Jackson was when he came into the league. Um, I don't know that he has the rushing upside of Lamar Jackson, but he does have some some high rushing upside. So Justin Fields is a guy I really like. I'm very high on. Um, and that's tough for me to say being a you know a Wisconsin Badger fan and uh, seeing Justin Fields in Ohio State beat us twice last year. Uh, I, I didn't like that much. But let's, let's start getting now to you know th- those top two guys we've been hearing about since their freshman year. Um, you know, since they came into college, you know, they were highly recruited, highly regarded guys coming into uh, college football out of high school. Um, that's why they landed on these top teams. But uh, Trey Lance is a little bit different here. North Dakota State quarterback, he's 6'3", 224 pounds. And Trey Lance is a guy who a lot of people are starting to bandy up there with these top guys. And, you know, so I, I've watched I, I've watched a lot of Trey Lance film over the past probably three weeks. And I got to tell you, his upside is phenomenal. He could he could have the rushing upside of Lamar Jackson. That's how how athletic, how fast, how gifted he is on the ground. Um, with the with, there are some some things that I want to see in the passing game that I think he can improve on. So first first off, you know he, he played playing at a small college, playing at a small school, um, and he's gonna lack some polish. He, he just is, uh, you, you know. There are some things he can get away with against a lower level competition than he's going to be able to do in the NFL. And uh, some of the things that I saw from him that uh, I wanted to see uh, a little bit better was, uh, you know, his deep ball accuracy kind of fades in and out. Um, you know, there were times when he'd hit a guy in stride, and then there was a time where he'd overthrow a guy about five yards. And uh, and those are things that we want to see a little bit better. But I, I just everything needs to tighten up just a little bit. Um, his footwork, you know, fades in and out. There are times when it's there. There are times when it's not. Um, throwing on the run, you know, sometimes he's very accurate with that. Sometimes he makes bad decisions. There are times when he walks onto his first target too often and he doesn't go through his reads. That's something I saw more times than not that was a little bit more concerning. Um, I think he's going to need to to get through his reads quicker when he does go through his reads, when he gets off his first read, um, sometimes he sticks too long with that first read and uh, ends up having to make try to make a play with his legs um, because you know the, he just waited too long uh, to, to get you know to go through his progression to, to find his second receiver there. So uh, you know when you watch Trey Lance, there are some things you see the potential, you see the high upside that he has, but you also see some of the flaws in his game, some of the things that he can work on and get better at. Trey Lance, I think, is Look, he's he's Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields for me are in a class of their own. Okay, um, Justin to me, this is almost like Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields are the the Joe Burrow and the Tua of of this year's of you know uh, the the 2021 version of those guys, and Trey Lance is probably the 2021 version of Justin Herbert. There are going to be some guys who really like. Trey Lance, just like there are guys that really like Justin Herbert. There are going to be some guys who don't. Um, but the upside is there. Uh, but the gap between those guys is going to be there for me. Uh, and and I think I think throughout the college season, we're probably going to see that that happen for more people than not. Maybe I'm wrong, but but I do feel like you know Trey Lance put up fantastic numbers. It looked like he protected the ball well, but there there were several passes that I saw in certain games that could have been intercepted. Uh, you know, and he he had the 24 touchdowns to no interception type stat line that uh, that everybody kind of kind of panders out there and, and throws out there. And it, it while while it was good, you can't take anything away from from Trey Lance. I, I don't want anyone to think 
that I'm low on him. I'm not. His ceiling is through the roof. His ceiling might be higher than Tre- Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. That's how high I think Trey Lance can get. But he's just going to need a lot of coaching. He's going to need a lot of, of seasoning. You know, and uh, and I don't know with as high as he's projected to go right now in the NFL draft if he'll if he'll have the time to get that before he's thrown into a situation that I don't I don't know that he's going to be ready to handle. So uh, we'll, we'll move on. Uh, we're going to go to Jamie Newman, uh, quarterback for the Georgia Bulldogs, six three, two hundred nineteen pounds. Uh, Jamie Newman transferred from Wake Forest, and uh, at Wake Forest he ran mostly an option. Uh, an option passing attack that they had there. Uh, and that was kind of the offense they ran. So Jamie Newman really, I, I mean, you see the upside with his legs. Um, he can run the ball. He's going to have a high upside too. He's going to be able to make plays with his legs um, as well as his arm. Um, there are some things that you want to see, you know, out of him uh, a little bit better. I mean, uh, his deep ball, you know, the accuracy fades in and out again. Uh, there's, you know, sometimes when he overthrows a guy uh, by five yards and sometimes when he, you know, hits him in stride, uh, you'd like to see that become a little bit more consistent. Um, also, when he misses, he misses high, and that often leads to a lot of interceptions. Uh, that's something that I'd like to see him work on as well. Uh, part of that is with the footwork. His footwork is uh, is a little slower. I think he he needs to to get into throwing stance a little bit quicker. So those drops, uh, those, you know, three-step, five-step drops, you know, those are going to be an issue. He basically plays out of the shotgun, which most college quarterbacks do. That's fine. But when you're taking a little bit too much time, you know, uh, on on two-step drops from the shotgun, um, you know, you're going to take a long time, three- and five-step drops, you know, uh, from under center. So, uh, there, there's certainly some things that you want to see in him that he can improve on. I think Jamie Newman really uh, is, is going to be able to show what he can do in the passing attack this year um, in Georgia. He's going to throw the ball a whole lot more. They're not going to run that option type offense. So if he if he gets the uh, the keys to the, uh, the Georgia offense, man, watch out, because I think Jamie Newman can do some good things. There were some things I saw on tape that I really liked out of him. Um, I think he progresses through his reads pretty good. Uh, I, I do think that he's not afraid to to, to go deep, uh, which is nice, you know, when, when he sees that he's got a guy there. Um, again, he can make plays with his legs. He can run the ball, but he can also uh, extend plays. He's very good at that. Uh, Wake Forest uh, at times didn't do a great job protecting him, <clears throat> and he was good and extending plays, keeping his eyes down the field and, uh, and making throws outside of the pocket when he was forced to kind of do so. So Jamie Newman's a guy I'm very excited about this year. He's a guy that I think his ceiling is much higher than people anticipate. And that's basically when you look at his stat line from Wake Forest, it's not all that impressive. And that's because, you know, a lot of times you're, you're, you're running the ball a little bit, you're throwing the ball a little bit. He also only started seven games uh, there at Wake Forest. So, I mean, I think his ceiling is a lot higher than some others uh, may think. So that that's what, I've got him fourth on my list after those top three guys. So that's how high I am on him. Um, th- there's going to be a, a, another guy that I'm going to talk about right now um, that I'm high on, and I might even move him up past Newman, to be honest. And that is Kyle Trask, quarterback for the Florida Gators, 6'4", 227 pounds. Look, man, I put on the film of this guy, and there are a few things that you see. Okay, there, there's a few flaws. First off, he is he is not um, he can he can extend some plays, but he is not fleet of foot at all. He's he's not very fast. Um, he's not a guy that you expect to to really um, make any any type of. Uh, 
of, of fantasy points with his legs, unfortunately. He's a guy who's going to rely mostly on his arm. But uh, again, 6'4", 227 pounds, so he's got nice size. Um, and really, the, the things I liked from him is, A, he, he went through his reads pretty good. His footwork, very quick. He gets in a throwing motion quickly. Um he does have some balls batted down at the line of scrimmage. Um, seems like more than you'd like to see. I think that has to do with his throwing base. When I was looking, his throwing base, his stance seems to be sometimes a little bit too wide, you know, and so he gets a little lower um, than maybe he should. And I think that sometimes affects the way that ball comes out and comes out a little um, a little flat and doesn't always uh, clear that line the way it should for a six, four quarterback. So uh, these are fundamental things that I think can be fixed. Uh, but again, his, his footwork is good. He gets into throwing, uh, throwing motion quickly. He pats the ball a little bit too much. You know, you don't, you don't love seeing that, but, uh, but um, you know, the only other negative I really saw from him is, is throwing motion. You know, uh, it's, it's a little elongated. Um, it can be shortened up. It can be tightened up. And I think, you know, at the next level, it would uh, it would get there. But all the good things I saw from Trask, man, his accuracy was good. Um, you know, he wasn't afraid to – I mean, he doesn't force the ball. He, he's okay with dumping the ball down. Um, you know, his deep ball, it, it seemed like his deep ball was a little inconsistent. Um, but, uh, you know, boy, when it was on, it was on. And it seemed like he took his shots when he knew um, – you know, that, that he had the best chance of completing those balls. So uh, really, really good there. Um, just, a, it seems like a smart quarterback goes through his reads. Well, um, tries to find the open guy. Um, he, he even made some plays. He extended some plays and actually made some plays by throwing across his body, which isn't great, but um, he would do so when the defense was loaded up, you know, in the, in the direction that he was running. So um you know, I saw him do stuff like that. And while, while traditionally we would say, man, that's not a smart play. Um, the receiver he threw to, uh, on the couple times that I saw him do so wide open, you know, so, um, he has good vision, uh, overall. So I, I like him. He's got an NFL size arm. I, I think he's going to be one of those guys that if he can improve just on, on a few little things, just tighten up a few little things in his game, he's going to be my favorite quarterback coming on this draft. And I don't mean that he's going to be better than, than Trey Lawrence or Justin Fields, but he's going to be my favorite guy to target based on where I expect him to go and, uh, what I expect out of him. So this is a guy I like an awful lot is, is, uh, Kyle Trask. The Analytics of Dynasty 2020 edition is an in-depth and unique look at Dynasty fantasy football strategy. The book contains a unique Dynasty strategy that's backed by data and will give you a process to make better decisions in startup drafts, rookie drafts, and Dynasty trades. With an in-depth focus on player value and player analysis, the Analytics of Dynasty 2020 edition will give you critical and contrarian strategies on quarterback value in Superflex leagues, valuing rookie picks, trading of future picks in startup drafts, how to avoid costly one-hit wonders, easy narratives to exploit, and so much more. If you use the code FLEX in your purchase of the Analytics of Dynasty 2020 edition, you'll be entered into a drawing to receive one of two great prizes from the Super Flex Super Show. Number one, we'll bring you on to the show uh, for a round of Tinder Flex. And number two, our Stay Sexy and Super Flexy logoed t-shirt. The Analytics of Dynasty 2020 edition can be purchased at analyticsofdynasty.com shop for $30 with 20% of the proceeds being donated to the Alzheimer's Association, ALZ.org. So again, purchase the book 
Analytics of Dynasty, the 2020 edition, uh, with proceeds going to charity and your chance to enter to win one of our two great prizes from the Superflex Super Show. Let's get to the next guy on my list, and that is Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, 6'1", 202 pounds, um, quarterback for Iowa State. And I got to tell you, I didn't love what I saw out of Brock Purdy when I watched his tape. The thing that bothers me the most is he will he arm throws an awful lot, way more than he should. Um you know, he, he, it seems like instead of standing in the pocket, taking a hit while he's going to deliver the football, he likes to backpedal and just throw off his back foot. And, uh, and it just leads to so many incompletions and in, inconsistencies in his game. And, and, uh, and that, that's the thing that to me really stood out was, you know, he, um, he did that a lot. And and there were even times when there wasn't pressure and it seemed like he would back backpedal or throw off his back foot. So the fundamentals are not there uh, for Purdy. He also pats the ball an awful lot when he does have time. Um, you'd like to see that, you know, him, him kind of break himself of that habit. And the, the reason why we say that, uh, you know, just for full transparency is, you know, when a receiver's open, you want to be in throwing motion. You want to be ready to throw that ball, you know, gun it in there. Um, but if you're mid pat, you know, you, you, a lot of quarterbacks will wait till they pat the ball and then try to throw it, you know? And so that's, that's not ideal. You know, you want to be in throwing motion. You want to be ready to, to zip that ball in. If you go to a read and you have a limited amount of time to get that ball in a tight window. And so, you know, that's, that's why that's a concern. Um, so Brock Purdy, you know, did that a lot. His footwork was very inconsistent. Um, he, uh, he, he's not particularly fleet of foot. He's not going to make a lot of plays out of the pocket. Um, he can avoid the rush. Uh, but again, he's not going to be a guy who makes a lot of plays with his legs. Um, he also was one of those guys that uh, it seemed like when he missed, he missed high, and that leads to a lot of interceptions. You know, if you, if you see a quarterback miss, you want him almost to miss low, and that's because it's going to lead to an incompletion as opposed to an interception. So um, that was another thing I saw with Birdie. I mean, there were some good things. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, I, you know, there, there's some nice accuracy in the mid, the mid. Uh, the mid-level passing attack and the the short-level game, um, I saw that. That was nice to see. Um, he was able to fit some ball in, in some tight windows. That was good to see. Um, you know, and he he ended up you know being able to make some plays. You know, he he was okay. Um, he, he he did a uh, you know in the film I saw he, he he did a good job of leading his team. It just uh, there were, there were more flaws than I thought I would see with his game, uh, with the way his name is being bandied about some of the top quarterbacks in the twenty twenty one draft class. Um, a few other things, his timing didn't always seem to be on with his, uh, his receivers. Uh, and a lot of his routes were timing rounds. So, uh, comeback routes, um, you know, that sort of thing, you know, he's, he's running a dig route and the, the receiver will run that dig route and they'll be waiting a few seconds before he sees them open and, and throws the ball. So he doesn't throw with a lot of anticipation. It seems like he wants to see that that guy is, is open before he throws the ball. Um, and so those were, were, again, you know, some of the things that alarmed me a little bit. Brock Purdy is probably a guy I'm going to be lower on than most people. And that's okay. Uh, you know, that's, um, that's, that's fine. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm willing to, uh, to, to miss on a guy like Brock Purdy, um, just based on what I saw. Uh, but again, you know, just, just so that way we're clear and everyone knows this is film that I've watched, uh, you know, from last year and from 2018 in some circumstances where there was film available. Um, that doesn't mean that these guys can't work on this and get better this year. You know, assuming we have a college football season, um, you know, if we, if we, 
you know, see a few games from, from these guys. And, you know, I'm able to go back on film and see that, Hey, look, you know, Brock Purdy really worked on his timing routes. They're, they're crisp. They're on point. You know, he's, he's anticipating instead of, uh, you know, having to see them open and, and, you know, um, he was able to work on, you know, some other things His deep ball accuracy is there, you know, always not patting the ball as much. If, if they work on things and they can definitely move up my list and this happens a lot in college. So I want you to know, you know, everybody that's listening while we come out with, with these takes a little early sometimes, especially in the Debbie community, a lot of times we change that and that's, that's okay. And the reason is, is because we see things that maybe we didn't see previously in their game. And, and maybe it's things that aren't noticeable to everyone. Maybe it's little things, you know, uh, but um, you know, Brock Purdy not patting the ball as much might be a little thing to someone, but to me, it's, it's something significant that he has to kind of fix. And if I see that he fixes that, well, you know, yeah, shoot. He's going to, he's probably going to climb up my board. So, um, well, I'm going to get to my last quarterback that I want to discuss. And then I'm going to take a few minutes to talk about this quarterback class as a whole before I sign off here. So Kellen Mond is the last quarterback I want to discuss. 6'3", 217 pounds from Texas A&M. And I, Kellen Mond is, is a different type of dude, man. Um, when you watch him, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's almost a little frustrating because you see this guy and, and you think, man, this guy can do a little bit of everything. I mean, he, he has the ability to, to run the ball. He has the ability to, to pass from the pocket he has the ability to extend, uh, plays, make plays out of the pocket. I mean, he's, he's really good. He, he is. I mean, you just watch him and you go, man, you know, this guy seems like he's got a little bit of everything that you want to see. Um, you know, and, and one of the things that uh, that I like about Mond is it seems like he gets better every year. Um, you know, his freshman year, uh, he played a little bit. His sophomore year, you know, he, he started, you know, every game. And then last year he started every game. And, you know, I could see some of the uh, some of the, the differences. And I, I think he had a much better year last year. His completion percentage was higher. It seemed like he took less, less risk um, on some of his throws. Um, and while he didn't have the uh, – uh, the same amount of yardage. Um, he was off just by a little bit, I think like a hundred yards or something. Um, and I think he threw like two or three less touchdowns as well, but, um, you just look at his game overall. And I really liked what he was able to do throwing the ball. Um, there's room for growth here because there are some things that he does that, uh, that you go, man, you know, if he, if he just could tighten up a few things and, um, and, and, you know, a few of those things, um, that you see <clears throat> are typical from college quarterbacks, but, uh, this this guy entering his senior year, uh, you know, you really want to see him tighten it up and uh, and end up getting some good draft capital behind him. But uh, he also, you know, it, it rushes the ball well. Um, he ran for over 500 yards and eight touchdowns last year. Um, that's that's a that's a nice total. I think we would take that as a season total in the NFL, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, he he can run the ball. He threw for almost three thousand yards and twenty touchdowns. I think he had eight interceptions. Um, I want to say uh, it was either eight or nine. <clears throat> either way, Kellen Mond uh, really uh, had a very nice year. And when you uh, when you look at the film, you just see a guy who. Um, his footwork is sporadic. Uh, there are times when uh, he needs to work on his footwork. Um, but uh, his ball placement is is very nice. Uh, you know, I, I I think in the short and intermediate route, I was impressed with how uh, how accurate he was. Um, he does take some some deep shots too, and that that's where his accuracy fluctuates, and we see that a lot. Um, 
and uh, and his throwing motion is nice. I think he has a uh, a nice, you know, one one of the better um, releases that I saw on film. I really like his release. I like uh, his his the release point of the ball where it comes out. He doesn't have a lot of balls batted down at the line, which is nice. Um, so there there were some really nice things that I saw out of Kellen Mond, but there are some things that he has to progress at. He's going to be one of those guys that I'm really going to look at this year. I'm going to watch a lot of Texas A&M football to kind of see uh, what what I see out of Kellen Mond, what kind of leader he can be and uh, and how he handles, if he can progress this year. He's played a lot of college football. I mean, he's played like 30, 35 games or something um, in his three years. And now, now he's, you know, projected for another, what, 13, 14 maybe, depending. But probably – 12, 13 games uh, this, this season. So, I mean, if we have a college season again, um, this guy is going to get a lot of, uh, of football in. And the good thing for that, for quarterbacks, I mean, we don't love seeing it with running backs all the time. But with quarterbacks, the good thing about that is that, uh, you know, we, we're going to get a, – a, we're going to know what Kellen Mond is by the time he comes out. So this year is going to be a big year for him. Um, there are things that he really has to, to progress at, but um, I think he can really put himself on the board here. Uh, if he if he can progress in those things, I think uh, his, his passing attempts should go up. Um, we should see touchdowns and yards go up as well. Um, and I think Texas A&M can be a better team than what they've been. So uh, I, I really like Kellen Mond this year. Again, he and Trask are guys that I'm going to be watching very closely. Newman as well. Um, guys I'm going to be watching very closely to see if they can take that next step, see how they react. Uh, Newman's especially interesting uh, being that he is uh, is going to a new school. So let's let's go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and just kind of kind of get to the quarterback overview here. Um, Trevor Lawrence to me is, is going to be the, he's the favorite to be the 1.01 in most super flex drafts. Um, However, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this, man. I I don't think that Justin Fields uh, is is far behind, and it would not shock me if uh, there were some people who prefer Justin Fields over Trevor Lawrence when all this is said and done. Uh, you know, Justin Fields is going to give you again. This isn't the NFL. It's not who's going to be a better NFL quarterback. It's who's going to be a better fantasy quarterback. And Justin Fields is going to give you that rushing upside that Trevor Lawrence just cannot match with, with his legs. So you're going to have to hope that if you take Trevor Lawrence over Justin Fields, uh, and again, you know, we're, we're, we're shooting, we're shooting this out a year early, but, uh, so we don't know situations. We don't know any of that coaching staffs, none of that. Um, but in, in, you know, as of right now, if I had to, if I had to draft these guys, I'm thinking that, you know, Justin Fields, if, 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 if you don't take him first and you take Trevor Lawrence over him, Trevor Lawrence has to make up a majority of those rushing yards and touchdowns through the air. And depending on your league rules and, and your settings and your scoring system, um, that, that can be really tough to do, you know, um, especially in passing four point uh, per touchdown and Justin Fields is rushing for five or six. Uh, you know, you, you really have to have to make that up through the air and uh and that that can be tough to do so uh, i could see justin fields being right there in that conversation for the 1.01 super flex drafts next year these guys should be 1.01 and 1.02 that shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody that i think quarterbacks should go as the top two um but uh but yeah that's uh that's th- those two in whichever order uh i think should be the top two for sure um then we get to Trey Lance, and, and Trey Lance is a guy, man, I, I 
really am interested because his hype has grown this offseason. I'm really interested to see what kind of season he has and where his hype goes. Um, I like Trey Lance a lot, but again, I, I, I don't think there's any way that he is going to be NFL ready coming into the week. And that's not a knock on him. It's just he plays for a small school. He doesn't play against the top competition. He doesn't have the best coaches. And, hey, look, North Dakota State has good coaches. They do. Um, but they don't have the top coaches. They don't have what you know some of these big programs have that can throw money at those positions like no other. Um, you know, They get the best of the best. So uh, I, I, I like Trey Lance. I just don't think that he can progress to the point where he can be one of those viable options at one or two. Um, you're probably looking at a guy who I'm looking at uh, anywhere in the five to 11 range, um, in the first round. So 1.05 to 1.11, depending on team need, depending on landing spot, that sort of thing. I would guess as of right now, that's probably where, um, I would expect him to go. Jamie Newman, again, this guy I'm going to be higher on than uh, I'm sure most will be. Um, but again, this, this is a big year for him. You know, let's see what he can do in Georgia. You know, Wake Forest isn't a, a powerhouse passing attack. They're not going to utilize the quarterback or showcase the quarterback nearly as much as they, uh, as they, you know, as Georgia is going to. Um, so we're, we're really going to find out a lot about Jamie Newman this year. I'm excited for the young man because I think he has the skill set to succeed in Georgia. So I'd, I'd really like to see what he can do there. Um, Brock Purdy, uh, again, we're going to go a little bit off uh, out of order here, but Brock Purdy is another guy who I, I think, I think the community is kind of cooled on him a little bit. At first he was bandied about as being one of the top guys in his class. And now it seems like, mm, I don't know, the community's cooled on him a little bit. Um, and from what I saw, this isn't a guy who I, I'm comfortable drafting in the top two rounds. Um, I, I think there's going to be two to three of these guys, maybe even four that you could say, I think have a chance to start year one. Um, but I don't think Brock Purdy is going to be one of them. So, so this is a guy that, to me, if you if you're going to draft him in a super flex league, you might be waiting a little bit. Um, I'm going to say the same thing with Kellen Mond. Um, this is a guy who I'm hoping takes that next step forward. I really am because he's going to be a senior this year. I would love to see him take that step forward and show that hey, look, I'm ready for the NFL. Um, but I, I some I, I don't know until I see it, you know, I, I can't bet on it happening. So uh, right now, Kellamon to me would be uh, a little later in, in rookie drafts, kind of a guy that's a little further down the board. But Kyle Trask is, is my guy. I'm telling you, this is the guy who I think as of right now. And again, you know, it's early, but as of right now. Um, from what I watched on film, this is the guy who I could see rising. This is the guy who I could see really being that guy that, uh, that, you know, ends up doing some good things in the league, ends up having a good year at Florida. Um, you know, again, assuming there's a college season, I could see him having a good year, uh, at Florida and really rising up some boards. He, uh, he, he really is, um, you know, it really did show me a lot. Uh, <clears throat> and I wasn't expecting much, to be honest with you. Um, he's a name that I've heard about, but uh, but I didn't think that he was going to crack my top five. And uh, lo and behold, I, I I probably have him four or five, you know, uh, depending on where uh, where Jeremy, Jamie Newman's going to end up uh, after this year. But, but Trask is a guy that I like a lot. I want to see him progress. I want to see him have another good year in Florida. Uh, you know, last year, 10 and 2. Um, you know, one of the things that he did a lot, he he was, and and I think it was smart. He he really included Lamichael P. Ryan in the passing attack a lot, and 
it seemed like he gave him opportunity to catch the ball and make something happen after. And Piran didn't disappoint, man. I mean, he he is very good after the catch. Um, you know, he he he'd make people miss. Uh, he was elusive. He was strong. He he just seemed like he, you know, so so Trask knew when to dump it down to him. And to me, that that showed maturity for a quarterback. You know, college you don't always see that. Uh, the fact that we got to see that from Trask to me meant a lot. So this is the guy. This is gonna be this is my sleeper right now. This is the guy that I got my eye on, thinking, hey, look. You know, if uh, if I'm in a super flex league and and Trask, you know, he he might move up to the point where I can't get him. But boy, if I can, if he winds up in a situation where I could see him starting in a year or two, man, you know, I'm I'd love to spend a late round pick and just nab him and just let him sit there because I I think he has a high ceiling. I really like what I, what I've seen from him so far on film. Um, so it'll be interesting. I'll, I'll be watching some Florida. I'll be watching some Georgia. Uh, that's for sure. So uh, I'll be watching a little bit of SEC. Um, I do also want to watch Texas A&M and Kellen Mond. I'm going to watch a lot of that too. So uh, there's a lot of quarterback play that I want to see this year. But as a group overall, I think this is a pretty good quarterback class. As a matter of fact, um, I think if all goes well, you could see this quarterback class be better than uh, this 2020 quarterback class. And that, to me, is saying something. I mean, you had three strong names at the top. And then a few other guys kind of filtered in through there that uh, that you felt okay about. I think this one has a little bit more depth depending on, you know, who, who's going to come out and who isn't. Um, I think it has a little bit more depth, but, uh, but you know, we're going to see kind of how these guys can progress. So uh, it'll be interesting to monitor that and to kind of watch that as the season unfolds. Now, if you have any questions about any Debbie prospects, be sure to hit me up on Twitter at underscore James the Brain. Um, you can send me any uh, any questions, any Debbie questions that you have. Uh, if you want some more clarity or you want to uh, to know kind of what I saw or what I've looked for on film, I'm always happy to share that as well. You can hit me up on Twitter. Uh, DMs are open. So, you know, uh, no, no excuse not to hit me up. Even uh, uh, post a message on Twitter and at me and I'll, I'll see it, you know. So uh, whatever you want to do but I'm, I'm always here to help if you have any questions on any of these guys on any of these prospects on why i'm higher or lower on them you want to get into some uh some specific game film i got all that logged and uh and monitored so i can always you know tell you hey look um you know in this game this is what i saw in this game this is what i saw in this game this is what i saw and that sort of thing so um hit me up always always willing to talk about these prospects but that's gonna do it for this episode of the Superflex Super Show. I uh, want to thank you all for listening. I also want to send out a special thanks to Heart and Soul Radio for the use of their song, The Addiction, and a special thank you to the Dynasty League Football Family of Podcasts and the entire DLF staff for their ongoing support. Make sure to follow and send any questions, trade polls to the podcast handle on Twitter at Superflex Show. And as always, stay sexy and super flexy.